I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. I am the host, the Bear of Texas, and ladies and gentlemen, my subject tonight is... Whether or not I believe that Dak Prescott is a true candidate for the NFL MVP award this year. And quite frankly, my answer is simply no. I know that a lot of people are going to disagree with what I'm saying. And that I mean as far as I know, a lot of people already believe that I'm out of my mind because God knows how much uh backlash I have received, you know, I mean, some very ugly messages, but you know what, you know, the fact that I, you know, the, the fact that I got people's attention is kind of, you know, how I see it, but, you know, look, if you guys want my honest opinion, because I say on this show, I don't bullshit people, so I'm going to tell you all the truth. I do not see Dak Prescott as a true contender for the MVP award, because Dak Prescott's numbers lately, his performance lately, has just not been very good. No. For, for several weeks now, Dak Prescott has been inconsistent, but it's overall, it's the offense that's been very inconsistent. The running game and the passing game, and specifically the passing game being very inconsistent, it's not entirely on Dak Prescott, okay? I'll be honest, that everybody knows that I am not a big fan of Dak Prescott. I mean, I can't deny the fact that I'm very critical of him. I mean... You know, uh, you know, everything, you know, I mean, there's lots of, you know, things I've said, you know, that I've said about Prescott that's seen as uh, criticizing, but, uh, as criticism, I should say, but while I do have a lot of respect for Dak Prescott, and I wish him nothing but the best, his numbers and performance lately has just not been very, very good, and unfortunately, that really decreases his chances of being a, of being a, the MVP, but at the same time, it also really makes you question whether or not he's a true legitimate contender and like I said I really just don't I don't think he is right he don't he is anymore now after the Cowboys were six and one I would have said he definitely has a chance but ever ever since you know after that that dreadful November things have just gotten down you know that game you know so far you know this season if we're talking about the uh, games that Dak Prescott played where he was very, very good, that w- one of them would be the Atlanta game where Dallas won forty-three to three. But let's be honest, the Falcons, you know, were, were a horrible team. So you know, th- that's another thing I talk about that Prescott can play very good against bad teams. You know, teams with, with losing records. But it, when it comes to playing teams against winning records, Dak Prescott more often uh, more often than not really just just does not put up a convincing performance and and just cannot win. So. So based on what I'm looking at, you know, the game, the Monday Night Football game against Philadelphia was definitely a very good performance. His opening week against Tampa was a very respectable performance. His performance against the LA Chargers was respectable, even though he had an interception in that game and no touchdowns. But he did have an 85% completion rate in that game. It was 23 for 27. Like I said, the game against Philadelphia. The game against Carolina was, he finished with 64% completion rate was 14 for 22 for 188 yards. 
his best game of the season, quite frankly, is was probably have to be the one the game against New England when he was thirty six for fifty one, for four hundred forty five yards with a seventy one percent completion rate. He had three touchdowns and a pick. So you know, for a bit now, you know, like I said, during that Dallas's six game winning streak, Dak Prescott looked exceptionally well, and during that time, I would have said he definitely has to be a a, a true candidate. But things have just gone down since. You know, the game against Kansas City when, you know, he didn't he already didn't have Amari Cooper and then CeeDee Lamb got hurt. You know, that was totally not too much on him, but he didn't but he did make some he did make some mistakes as well. You know, overthrowing and overthrowing. I mean, that's has been his, that's been his uh, issue for just a very long time. Now, Thanksgiving when Prescott went 32 for 47 with finished with a 68% completion rate and threw two touchdowns and even had a 51-yard pass. Finished with a rating of 106.3, so, so that game w- w- was pretty good. This, you know, despite the fact that he didn't have Amari Cooper or C.D. Lamb. So I mean, so Dak Prescott this season has had his moments, you know, that were good and that were bad. But overall, I would say that Dak Prescott this season has just been average, to to be to say the least. I mean, so far he's at 3,381 yards, which I believe puts him ninth. Uh, out of the, you know, puts him uh, ranked number nine. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, it's but it puts him at, at number nine. But but Dak Prescott really has just been uh, it, it, things just haven't gone too well lately. And Dak Prescott, you know, is at twenty four touchdowns. You know, he trails the likes of Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Matthew Stafford, and Tom Brady. So. I mean, as of late, you know, like I said, Dak Prescott's performance is just is just not very good. You know, the game against the Saints when he finished twenty six for forty, had a touchdown and a pick. You know, that interception was def- was a mistake on his part. Even though he had a 41, 41 yard completion uh, completion to Amari Cooper, you know, Amari Cooper had just finally made his way had made his uh, way back to the team after being on the. Uh, COVID-19 restricted list, you know, that caused him to miss two games, and, you know, this past game against the Washington football team, Prescott really struggled in this one, was sacked four times, had a completion rate of just 56%, you know, had one touchdowns, one touchdown, and he threw two interceptions, and I have to stress, ladies and gentlemen, that those two interceptions were definitely on him, especially one of them that was a pick six. You saw the play, okay? Everybody saw it. You, I know that, for those of you listening, you saw the play. You know how careless it was. Prescott just threw it, okay? Prescott is just super lucky that the Cowboys' defense was able to bail him out. Again. Okay? Because again, the game against the Saints, the Cowboys' offense was failing to, was failing to take advantage of the turnovers, but the Cowboys' defense just kept doing its job. So how ironic it is that, that, that in two consecutive weeks, the Cowboys' defense, yes, that's right, the defense carries the team to a victory. That, ladies and gentlemen, is absolutely 100% unheard of when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys because throughout the years, it's been the defense that's been the major issue, not so much the offense. But as of late, especially in the month of November, the offense has been a problem. 
The running game has been dead for many weeks now. The offensive line is average. The passing game is super inconsistent. And the play calling, you know, sometimes I ask myself, what did Kellen Moore, I, I should say, I tell myself, Kellen Moore has absolutely no, no idea what the hell he's doing. Which is what I'm going to get to because of the inconsistency from the passing game, okay? And that's to further to explain why Dak Prescott is not a true candidate for NFL MVP this year. If we're talking about the guys who are above him for MVP, I mean, I would say guys who are ahead of him would be Patrick Mahomes, just name a few, uh, Aaron Rodgers, obviously, and, you know, uh, and to be honest, also the GOAT himself, Mr. Tom Brady. But. Like, like I said, you know, you have these guys ahead, and you know, some would say that Justin Herbert is is, is more deserving uh, to be is more deserving of consideration than Dak Prescott, but that's arguable. But you know, the bottom line is, Dak Dak Prescott is not a true is not a true candidate. I mean, you, you can list him as a candidate, but for me, whether he's listed or not, it's irrelevant. But you know, in my case, I say that. Dak Prescott's performance lately is not worthy of being considered for MVP. So, I mean, a couple of games, yeah, where he didn't have his two targets. I understand that, but there were still some other some of the receivers that could have made a difference. Okay, but mind you, the slumps on offense is not entirely on Dak Prescott. I know that this surprises the this surprises a great many of you because, for a guy like me who's known for being very critical of Dak Prescott. Now all of a sudden, I'm actually saying that it's not entirely on him. Well, I mean, when you think about it, it is not, and I will get to that. Well, and I, and I will get to that in a little bit. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, I would ask you if I if I can please go and take a quick break. But please do not go anywhere. Cowboys talk. We'll be right back. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. And ladies and gentlemen, Cowboys Talk is back, and we are discussing whether or not Dak Prescott is a true legitimate contender for the MVP award. And as I said to begin the show, I really don't think he is, and I've been proving all my points. And I do apologize, right before the commercial, I kind of seemed like I lost my train of thought and I kind of babbled a little bit. Uh, it's, it's been a long day. It's actually my fifth recording of the day. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, been a very, very busy day. I mean, you know, lately, uh, you know, I, I did announce that recently there was an ad uh, offer I got for this show as well as my other show. So, I've been working hard to fulfill that commitment. But, anyway, so where I left off, I, I mentioned that 
The inconsistency of the passing game is not entirely on Dak Prescott, and I'll explain why now. Well, first of all, let me start off with where it lies on where it lies on Dak Prescott when it when it comes to him, you know, in the struggle of the inconsistent in the inconsistency. Dak Prescott, as we know, has trouble completing big passes at times. We know that he has a habit of sometimes overthrowing and underthrowing in his passes. So that part is primarily on Dak because he struggles with accuracy and his mechanics at times. And Dak Prescott is known for making unnecessary errors such as taking too long in the pot, trying to get rid of the ball, like taking too long, you know, running the wrong direction or, you know, just holding on the ball too long, you know, only for him to get sacked or just throwing the ball carelessly, which results in an incompletion or even an interception, which some, which more often than not can be a pick six. I mean, again, you saw that play against the Washington football team. That pick six that he threw was a careless throw. Can't deny it. I mean, look at the replay. It speaks for itself, ladies and gentlemen. The evidence is right there in your face. So again, the part on Pre- so so that part is on Prescott, okay? But that's that part is one thing. But when Prescott makes the throw, makes a beautiful throw, and the wide receivers can't catch the ball, that's not on Dak Prescott because so part one of the of the passing game's inconsistent is when Dak Prescott underthrows, overthrows. And struggles with his mechanics and his accuracy. That part is on deck. But when he throws the ball neatly, and if the wide receiver is not running the route correctly and just simply not catching the ball, well, ladies and gentlemen, that is on the wide receiver. Okay, but it also goes up to the offensive coordinator, Mr. Kellen Moore, because how? Because you know, I'll be honest. When the Cowboys won six straight games, okay, and even an opening week against Tampa. Kellen Moore, for the most part, was actually doing a decent job calling the plays. Although every now and then he would still call some very some very plays that were you know unnecessary. But for the most part, Kellen Moore was actually doing pretty good, and I was and you know he was even at the point where he was starting to prove me wrong, and I was really getting ready to give him you know all the credit in the world. But uh, Kellen Moore really never really quite took it that far. But as of late, you know. Kellen Moore, you know, we've noticed that when the running game is just simply not working, Kellen Moore just abandons it. I mean, at the same time, I mean, you, you tell yourself, I mean, can we blame Kellen Moore for abandoning the running game because it's simply not working? I mean, in my case, sometimes uh, it's a 50-50 chance, but, you know, I always say, look, you might as well try because who knows, you know, maybe all of a sudden you'll, you'll have a breakthrough in the running game, but... But Zeke Elliott, man, I, I got to tell y'all, Zeke Elliott has just been, he's been struggling big time. So the running game is not working. You know, I'm, I'm looking at Zeke Elliott's numbers right here. And Zeke Elliott, you know, a, a combined uh, 90 yards in the last two weeks on 25 carries. So they have 25 carries for 90 yards in the last two weeks. It's just... It's horrendous, you know. He had, you know, he had 25 carries on Thanksgiving and 32 carries against the Chiefs, and you know, Dak, uh, uh, excuse me, Ezekiel Elliott's last 100 r- rushing game for 100 plus yards was against the Giants in October. So, so what I'm getting, what I'm getting at is when the running game just doesn't work, and then Dak Prescott is forced to throw more passes. You know, the pressure mounts up, especially because the offensive line is average. As a matter of fact, Tyron Smith aggravated his ankle injury against the Washington football team, and he's already been ruled out against the New York Giants. And the loss of Tyron Smith is a, is a major blow, and 
I mean, you know, Tyron Smith is just cannot stay healthy, and it's just been problem after problem. I'm really at the point where Tyron Smith just might as well call it quits. He might as well just hang up the cleats and retire from the game. He's too injury prone. He can't stay healthy. I mean, it, it may be time. It, it may be time to move on. But you know, perhaps at times I was maybe you know when I would say the offensive line is a major issue. I mean, when when the running game, yeah, that's a problem because you know the run the offensive line can't seem to open holes. You know, can't seem to open holes for the running back. But I would notice that if the offensive line can't protect, that Dak Prescott's going to be in trouble. But I've noticed that as average as the offensive line is, Dak Prescott is not getting sacked as many times as we would fear. He was sacked four times against the Washington football team. But, you know, he was the fact that Dak Prescott, you know, was still able to, you know, to make some respectable plays every now and then, you know, still was able to throw the throw a touchdown pass to Amari Cooper and have a couple of uh, good passes to CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup as well. Now that tells me that the offensive line is actually giving Dak is actually giving Dak Prescott better protection than we give him credit for. But the problem is Dak Prescott is just not able to to connect well with the receivers and you know sometimes and you know it, it's either that it's either Prescott underthrowing and overthrowing like I said or the receivers not doing their part or simply just killing more just calling a stupid play. You see all those three aspects right there. Dak Prescott's you know, uh, struggles uh, with passes, the wide receivers not being able to do their part, like not running the routes or catching the ball, and then Kellen Moore calling, you know, just calling ridiculous plays. All three of those aspect aspects is the reason why overall the the passing game is inconsistent. That also goes to the running game. So overall, the, the passing game, the the offense is inconsistent. But when it comes to the passing game's inconsistency, it's those three aspects. One more time, Prescott, you know. Struggling with the passes, the receivers not doing their part, and then Kellen Moore calling the bad place. So, you put up all those ingredients together, it's things just get bad. So, anyway, so basically, uh, unfortunately, because of all that, you know, it, it it just doesn't look good on Dak Prescott's image. But unfortunately, due to the struggles, Dak Prescott really is not a true legitimate contender for the MVP award. I mean, of course, some people say that I never really thought of him as an MVP candidate. I mean, I'll be honest. I, I, th- I thought this season, I didn't actually have Dak Prescott in the MVP picture. I had him more in the picture for the NFL Comeback Player of the Year award. I truly felt that that award was truly what was more realistic for Dak Prescott. But, you know... I mean that award can it, it can definitely go to Dak Prescott. I mean, because the the, the Cowboys still have uh, several more games left to play, they still got to play the Giants and then playing Washington at home again. I mean, they have like four games left, I believe. So if Dak Prescott can somehow you know, get out of, get out of the damn slump that he's in, play great against the Giants, play great against the Washington Football Team. Even managed if he's able to play so well against the Cardinals, you know, if the Cowboys can do so well against the Cardinals and the offense can finally get do their jobs correctly, Dak Prescott can complete big passes. The running game comes back to life. If the Cowboys can beat the Cardinals and then finishing finishing out the season against Philadelphia with a win, you know, then Dak Prescott can certainly then prove prove himself to to maybe be a, a legitimate contender after all. And most importantly, he can he can prove me wrong. You know, it's just, you know, as far as him not being a true legitimate contender, I mean, that's for the time being. I mean, 
there's still time for him to prove himself. But uh, but right now, I I would say that Dak Prescott is just not an is not a a true candidate for the MVP award. I mean, the bottom line is you know whether no matter you know who's it on that the the pass game is inconsistent. You know it's a team effort, so you know you just can't ignore it. So I mean I I, I don't know what else to say. I mean. Like I said, I, I get it. You know, I'm obviously not a fan of Prescott, as everybody knows. I'm not I'm not a big fan. I mean, I am a fan, but not a big fan. I mean, Prescott's the quarterback of my team, so you know, I, I have to stick with it. So, but you know, in my case, you know, the fact that Dak Prescott's being paid all that money now, and he's not he's not giving us the results that we're looking for, you know, at, at this point, the, the he's he's out of excuses. I mean, he's being paid now, and he should be performing at the, at the top level. He's being paid like he's being he's being paid the same amount that any elite quarterback is paid. But guess what? Dak Prescott is far from elite. I know that everybody. I know that people hate me saying this, but what, what do y'all want me to say? I mean, come on! What, you've seen the results. Like, look at the film. Look at the passes that are not being made right. Okay, especially when Prescott is overthrowing and underthrowing his players. I mean, like I said, sometimes the receivers won't run the wrong, won't run the route correctly, and then and even at times they, they just can't catch the ball. That's not on Dak. But when there's miscommunication between him and the receivers, I mean, you know, overall, like I said, it's a, it's a team effort. So, you know, at the same time, I can't just point all the blame on Dak or put the blame on the receivers or on Kellen Moore because, like I said, overall, the passing game is inconsistent, and once again, it's a team effort. So everybody has to. St- do their job. In other words, they should know their role and shut their mouth. But that's been the problem lately. But one more time, the one thing I want to clarify is that while Dak Prescott is not at the moment a true candidate for the MVP award, he can change that. I'm not going to say he is. All I can say is I hope so. Because, like I said, we all know I don't trust our offensive coordinator, for one. And like I said, the offensive line may be average, but... The offensive line has been giving Prescott a bit more time than we would expect, so the offensive line is probably not the problem. It's probably not the biggest problem when it comes to the passing game. I mean, the running game, the offensive line is struggling because you know they're not they're unable to produce uh, some running room. Although Tony Pollard had that 58 yard run, but although the, you know all the good that did us because now he's hurt and he could be out for the season, but but as far as the running game goes, you know I really call for Zeke Elliott to be rested. So yeah. That's all I can say, but but with four games left, if you know Dak Prescott, you know the, the playing against the Giants. I mean, even though the Giants are a horrible team, and Prescott, quite frankly, should have no problem with it. You know, Prescott's gonna have to get it together against the Giants, and then he's gonna be tested against a very decent and respectable Washington defense again in round two, a Washington team that's gonna have more players back. You know, I would think if Dak Prescott can prove himself against Washington, have a good game, and then do it again against the Cardinals, then Prescott's odds odds are certainly going to go up, but ultimately, even though he doesn't, he he's more than likely not going to win the MVP award regardless. At least his odds go up, and then he is indeed a true legitimate contender, and then he can take that into next season. The bottom line is Dak Prescott needs to get it together, but not just him. The offense needs to get it together, okay? Because again, it is a team effort. You win and you lose as a team. You practice as a team. You have to trust each other. So the entire offense needs to get together and fix the problem. Ladies and gentlemen, Cowboys Talk is available to you on all streaming platforms including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, 
Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you all very, very much for joining me this evening, and I will see you all next time.